Pints and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and I is watching you. It worked the entire time. Whoa, Moxley's eye under a patch. Moxley's eye is watching you, watching you, watching you, watching you. Whoa, whoa. You didn't even stop me. No, no, I just want to listen to Private Eye. I just want to listen to the whole song. You played with love. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Prince Haller, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Wright Kelk Wright, Lindsay Kelk. Thanks for making me feel worse about being here than I already do. <laughs> Don't you have a deadline? <laughs> right, what are you doing here? You should feel incredibly guilty. I have my laptop in front of me that no yeah. one can see. I'm actually writing a chapter of my Drew McIntyre romance novel while, <laughs> while we're doing this. <laughs> what is that one called? Claymore for your heart? Yes. There you go. <laughs> well, AEW had their Revolution pay-per-view they this did. past Saturday. So we're going to focus our news on that. Sure. I think the match everybody's talking about, all the buzz, <laughs> all, all the operators are switching wires in the switchboard because they're getting a lot of calls about the young AW Bucks. AEW Revolution, where can yeah. I connect you? Oh. AEW Revolution, where can I connect you? <laughs> Is this the wrestler to whom I'm speaking? Uh, the Young Bucks yes. versus uh, Adam Hangman Page. Yes. And Kenny Omega. I want to know what you thought about it. No, I've look. <laughs> I enjoy. I've come around on the Young Bucks. I don't think that they're like the greatest thing since sliced bread necessarily. They're not like a hundred percent my cup of tea. But and I'm drinking a cup of tea right now, so I enjoy that yeah. analogy. You're balancing it on your keyboard. Yes, yes. Careful While writing my novel. It'll sh- it'll short out. That's an <laughs> that's an electric keyboard. Not electronic my first keyboard. time. Uh, or typewriter. Never mind. But the storytelling in this entire angle has been great. I'm glad this yeah. wasn't a blow-off. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the slow burn of it yes. because we're getting good matches out of it. We're getting a lot of character development. Yeah. And I think it was the right choice. If it was WWE, the Young Bucks would have won and yes. Adam Page would have turned on everybody or yes. Kenny Omega would have turned on everybody. But now it feels like Adam Page is getting more and more over sort of as a face. Yeah, yeah. He's some this. bizarre anti-heel, anti-hero. I don't even know what he is. But people love him. People love that cowboy. Yeah. I was ready to write him off completely when he had that match with Jericho. At, like, oh, yeah, the because fir- they killed I, that. I did not get what the appeal of this guy was, but I really like him now. I really this, like to him. To me, like what I always enjoyed in him and being the elite, he was always this weird, conflicted character. And, right. you know, when he killed Joey Ryan and was haunted by Joey Ryan's ghost. <laughs> it was a magical story type, which obviously you're not going to tell that story on AEW, but he was really good at playing this weird conflict right. in a semi-comedy, but also not and I feel like they've gone really hard on this isn't funny with him but that makes it funny in a way but it also makes it relatable and approachable (laughs) it makes him an interesting character Uh, and yeah they went so hard on him as their number one contender against Jericho at the beginning when no one really believed in him as having an option and I think that was so damaging but props to AEW for turning this story around so well and so quickly that now (laughs) people love him he's doing cowboy shit well, part, part of the issue, right, is for somebody like me, mm-hmm. who who is, I, I must make up some portion of the fans, people like me, oh, people who are like, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to watch your YouTube channel so that and I can understand what's happening you on do. TV. You shouldn't have to have your story explained to you. So then when you put Adam Hangman Page out there in the main event immediately, and yeah. you can tell he's he's got charisma, you can tell he can work. Good looking guy. It's all there. He seems like the kind of guy that you would want to build up, but- there's really no character there yet. No. And I don't know the past, and you can't expect me to. It's no. a bonus for you. Yes. Because you know it. And even you were kind of non Not super into it, yeah, because the it stuff didn't they were, feel like yeah. a launch storyline. Certainly they have the ability to tell, to do layered storytelling, yes. and they don't mind taking their time. Anytime Kenny and the Bucks are involved in a story, I'm not going to be concerned. Kenny is a man who ran a 10-year storyline with Golden Lovers. You right. know, like right, he, right. he knows how to tell a story, and he knows how to pace it. And even at the end when it's like, oh, my God, are they going to leave together? Is Hangman going to leave without him? Is Kenny yeah. going to side with the Bucks? And it was all done just in a moment. It could go a lot of different ways, and you can be a fan of it from a different yes. – everybody could be a face, everybody could be a heel. Yep. And that's that's good storytelling without it feeling wishy-washy. 
Yeah. It feels like, well, we, we're going to play it out. I'm, so I've fun. decided who I'm behind. Let's see if I'm if I'm right. I or like if that's a drink, off. so I'm going out. I'm going to hang out with Hangman because <laughs> he seems to have the easiest access to the bar. I don't know, you guys. I the arena is his bar. <laughs> yes, People the arena is his bar. You drink. can literally take anyone's drink. It must be on your ticket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, hey, uh, Paige, be a little careful when you're just. I hope that that's those are plants that are just giving him the drinks because we we're in hard times right now, man. Be careful. <laughs> the pandemic, Adam. Yeah, There's a pandemic. Don't just be drinking. I mean, if drinks. you're going to get it anyway, you're going to get it at wrestling. I'm sorry. I mean, there's alcohol in there, so it's sterile, <laughs> that's right? True. I don't know if it's high enough in a beer. You might want to stick to spirits. What's another match? that stood out to you pick up let's let's um, we don't have to go in order down the card i really enjoyed darby allen sammy guevara i really really enjoyed that i'd love watching young men kill themselves for my pleasure yes uh it's something i share with joaquin phoenix in gladiator it's like that's where i really feel that <laughs> less less so yeah but yeah like i really do feel like i would have enjoyed being a roman emperor um because you don't really <laughs> think about it until you literally watch sammy guevara and darby allen murder each other yeah and i feel like we're seeing the beginnings of something really exciting when i see the young guys doing awesome stuff in aew so i'm like oh 10 years from now we're going to be talking about this as though it was like the first time the hardys met edge and christian you know right like, right right it feels like that and it's so exciting and they are so innovative in their offense and their chemistry is amazing i could watch them go all day but probably should limit them to 20 minutes or less in order to protect their <laughs> spines i really loved puck and orange cassidy yes because i just want to watch those boys play all day so fun how do are you an orange cassidy guy now? i do i like orange Cassidy. i, I liked him Initially, I know you like, but like now he's actually doing stuff. It's fun to watch him actually work a match. Yeah. It's fun to watch him do all the spots where he keeps his hands in his pockets. So and I get brave. that when the hands so come brave. out, it gets crazy. Yeah. The whole sequence where he jumps over him, rolls, then Bunk does a drop kick and then nips up is yeah. pretty impressive. It's insane. It's insane. My favorite will always, of course, be every time he kicks him and everyone cheers as though he's really like kicking him Oh, up. when he just slowly when kicks him in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's still going to be sloth style is always going to be my favorite. Yeah, I enjoyed Cody MJF. I know your son. I'm sure you have thoughts on your son, how he's doing. Well, I don't think he had to bleed. I don't know. That I he don't had think to bleed. anyone had to bleed as much as they have to bleed on AEW. Not in this day and age. No. I mean, it's a Cody <laughs> match, so somebody's got to open up a vein. Yeah. <laughs> God's sake. It's just a Rhodes. Someone from the Rhodes family yeah. has to bleed in a match. Somebody's somebody's like, bleeding. Come on, you guys. It's a um, distant cousin who just bled watching it <laughs> from home. It's like Terry's just sat in the audience going, oh, for fuck's sake, it's me. Yeah. Uh, like, I nicked myself shaving this morning. Is that enough? <laughs> um, I even enjoyed... I hate him. And Dustin Rhodes. Like, I hated the non-consensual kiss spot right. that seemed really weird yeah. and out of place. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy when the camera accidentally panned back across to her and she was redoing her makeup. And she had, like, <laughs> she had a wipe and, like, cleaned all of his face paint off and redid her makeup perfectly. And I'm like, well, well played, Mrs. Hager. Um, Lady Hager. Lady Hager. Oof. Uh, he's, just, he's just dreadful. Um... But I did enjoy the match. That was so British. Oh, he's, he he's is just he's the dreadful. worst. One cannot stomach it. <laughs> um, Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander, I enjoyed. It just didn't feel like it meant terribly much. But we'll get onto my issues with the women's division later. Mm -hmm. The only match that didn't blow me away was Moxley Jericho. And I don't know if it's just because it had been a rip-roaring card. I'm going to be extra British today because yeah. all I've consumed is tea. <laughs> sure. Didn't feel like there was a tremendous amount of wrestling throughout the match. Just a lot of pushing and going up and down some stairs. Isn't that And then Moxley, some more though? pushing. Yes. I mean, and these are my problems. Jericho really did feel like he was ready to take a, an enforced vacation. You know, I kind of felt Jericho was like, I've stopped doing my sit-ups and my hair is so long. Let's get this over with. And the eye reveal really did nothing for me. Mm -hmm. like, well, then that's silly. You've limited your field of vision. <laughs> you mad fool. <laughs> I think you can see. He's playing possum the entire time. He can see everybody. He has pulled one over on Chris Jericho once again. Moxley, boot. And it just felt a little lackluster to me. And it shouldn't. It is still a new company. It's still a new belt. This is the first ever title change. This should have been a bigger moment. And I felt like Moxley could have brought more to it as well. You know, where's this crazy energy? Where's your energy? Where's your mad Bugs Bunny 
irritates the hell out of me energy. I wouldn't have minded seeing a little bit of that. I just would prefer my New Japan mocks in his little panties. Yeah, sure. That's I, he, It exists. He yeah. just won't give it to me. He also did it when he was first in NXT. <sighs> just, I mean, FCW, honestly, but... his little bike shorts with the barbed wire on. I'm like, ooh, barbed wire because you're tough. Yeah. I like that film too. My butt is sharp. <laughs> so sharp. Don't touch it. <laughs> Don't touch my butt. Uh, it just felt like something was off. Maybe it's like I had an amazing three-course dinner and the appetizer and the entree were absolutely incredible and then the dessert was like, it's okay. Dessert's always tasty. It wasn't my favorite dessert, but it was a good dessert. <laughs> I had a nice time. Bye. Thanks for the key lime pie. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. It's like, oh, I thought we were doing cheesecake, but yeah. this is cool. Or chocolate. Or something just, chocolatey. just a giant block of chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, just bring me a hammer and chisel with my giant block of chocolate like I, I always like. I thought that's what we were having because we discussed it. Yeah. And you told me I might get that. Yeah. And then when I got there, you were like, oh, all we had was key lime pie. Well, and I'm a, like, okay. We have fruit salad for you. No, that would not have been acceptable. Flip the table. <laughs> that would absolutely not be okay. I know you wanted to talk about what happened on NXT this week as it pertains to the women's division. On AEW this week. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, did I say you NXT? Said NXT. But I would also like to talk about NXT. We are going to talk to the women's division. We will talk about NXT. <laughs> but let's start with AEW. We yes. just talked about Revolution. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about you, you mentioned issues you're having with the women's division. Yes, I keep mentioning them, and I know that's how I know they're not listening or they don't care. And either way, not cool, Brandy. I thought we were friends. Right. Um, I hope she is listening, and I hope I get a message. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, no, oh, it might no, be listening. His friend of the show, Colt Cabana, who made his uh, debut at Revolution I and mean, looked maybe. great in his match on Wednesday. Night. I'm just delighted by that. Delighted to see yeah. him look so happy. Yes. And to see him uh, land somewhere where he feels happy to be there. That's and, fucking awesome. And over with the crowd, not a surprise. Yes. And just so handsome. He's just great. He's, like, a, that's irrelevant. he's our handsome Where's boy. Danielle? He's our handsome boy. He is our I will not boy. horn up this pod. I swear it. You, you know what? You can be handsome without horning it up. That's, no, where's the fun in that? It's always there. He's just my favorite wrestle daddy. And he's like borderline daddy, I feel like. Uh-huh. Because he's like a buddy daddy. Yeah. Oh, cult. But I was so happy to see him. Yes. Delightful boy. I really enjoyed Dynamite this week. Apart from, I'm going to keep banging on about it, you guys. So feel free to, Julian, put a marker in where Lindsay stops complaining about the AEW women's division. Because remember when it started and I kept being like, give it a chance, though, Hal. Give it a chance, though, Hal. It's just starting, Hal. Give it a chance, though, Hal. Yes. Fuck all of those chances. Mm -hmm. What the fuck are they doing? Mm -hmm. What the actual fuck are they doing? It stopped being like, this is a little bit disappointing. And oh, I can't believe they're bikini babes at the weigh-in. To now like a three-minute fucking match, fellas? You had a two-hour show and all you could squeeze in was a three-minute fucking match? Where is your storyline? Where is your incredible Kenny Omega storyline? Where is your incredible Cody having multiple feuds? Jericho having mute multiple feuds? Where's your even your Darby Allen storyline? Everyone has a fucking storyline except for any of the women. Any of them. It's not okay. And I'm done. Like, I'm done with any sort of defense or pretense of waiting for their women's division to get good. Yes, good. <laughs> Release your anger. I know. Your journey Hate to the dark to side the will dark be complete. Side. I still, yeah, I mean, dark ray all day long. But I just, <laughs> no, it's so frustrating. Dark ray all day. <laughs> dark That's ray the new all day. <clears throat> like, hashtag Raylo. <laughs> 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 like, I know it's like I'm looking for a fight today. Um, <laughs> No, I just, I, I just can't. It's so exhausting. And I'm like, why are you doing this to me? I could just watch NXT and see the best women's wrestling in North America easily and just watch that and be happy. Hire some decent women. Give the women that you have good storylines or get to fuck. Seriously. No. Get in the sea. Into the sea. Sorry. So That's angry. the sound of me clapping. <laughs> That's a one howl clapping. That's the sound of one howl clapping. Let's talk about uh, the best women's wrestling in North America. The Be cage match Jesus. that kicked off NXT, Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. Isn't that amazing? I was talking to Julian about this before the show, how I was watching it last night and thinking how amazing the women's wrestling is on NXT, but how... It is the only wrestling show I watch where I think the women have complete parity with the men, where I mm -hmm. do not question how many women's matches they have or what women's matches they have. Or anything, because it's not a woman's match. It's just a match that has women in it. Whereas on AEW, I'm like, can I get my women's match? Can I get my women's match? Will there be a women's match? Can I do a women's match today? I think there should be a Bechdel test for women's wrestling. And it should be two women yep. wrestling one another, no men involved. Nope. And 
it doesn't have to have title implications. No. Nope. They just fucking hate each other and yep. want to tear each other apart. It's yeah. a personal storyline that's been told over several months. Yes. And I, I agree, if you're in a division, your goal is to win the win the title. Yes, of course. And I don't think anybody doubts that either of those competitors, that that is their ultimate their goal. Their ultimate goal. But right now, what is in front of them is, is murdering each is, other. Is a relationship that has dissolved, and they each feel wronged, yep. and they want to beat the shit out of each other. Because they're wrestlers. A, yes, because they're wrestlers. So they're going to wrestle. They had a, a great match. Raquel, I love the finish with Raquel yep. Gonzalez. Oh, it's so pinning, great. Uh, Holding her in the... I've yes. never seen that before. I was like, oh, I haven't it's either. fun. Anytime someone does something new with a cage match, it blows my mind. Oh, my God, Gonzalez has not pinned in between the door and the cage. And Dakota Kai able to escape and win. Do you think Dakota, considering that she was like a bargain basement yeah. Bailey is a face. I think she might be better than Bailey as a heel. Oh, for sure. She 100% She's also is. a better talker. She's a better to talker. Be I know Pam cut the hair as part of her heel turn, but the difference between Dakota's heel long bob and Bailey's soccer mom bob yeah. is very confusing. It's like, just <laughs> maybe sit down with Dakota. She's going to show you a couple of tricks and bobby pins. She's just going to show you a couple of braiding things you Why could not? do to add a little bit of interest. Main event. Was also Holy very good. Shit. Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream. The finish was fantastic because was, it propelled us to so amazing. It propelled us to the next uh, to the next level. We finally saw. I think it didn't uh, see it coming. What is it, Marina? Is that her name? Marina or, came in to give him a stick. Yeah, gave him the gave like, him the stick. I love you, Hubsy. Here's a stick. But him locking himself in with Adam Dream, Cole. That this was Dream's long game. Yeah. That he knew Undisputed Era would come to help and that he knew he kept everyone else out the cage. And then when they panned around and showed that Cole had gotten in the cage, I'm like, oh, no, Cole got in the cage. Now they're all going to get in. Like, oh, no, this was his plan all along. Yeah. Velveteen Dream just locked himself inside the cage with the NXT champion Adam Cole. In any event, Cole and Dream going at it inside the cage. Velveteen Dream sacrificed the victory to get his hands on Adam Cole. Sometimes we're playing checkers while they're playing chess. It's true. And that's the best feeling oh, as a fan. Feel, I want yeah. that. Outthink me, yes. please. Work me daddy. Work Danielle's me daddy. No idea. Work me daddy. Yeah, work me daddy. <laughs> For God's sakes. Well done. We're going to talk more about NXT. Uh, I, I have something from NXT to put over. Maybe oh, you do good. too. Who knows? It's so hard to say. <laughs> uh, if you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed so far, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. That's right. Julian opening up that Discord and then Marcus. writing us like he's the grandpa, he's <laughs> the youngest of all of us, headed a switch all the time, Super Smash Bros. champion. I played uh, every game I played with this kid. He's a prodigy. And he's like, how does Discord work? Not like, like I know, for God's sake. It's been fun being the older generation trying to figure out technology for once. Yeah. I, I actually enjoy it. <laughs> Anyway, we'll be back to talk about the career of the R-rated superstar. That's up next on Tyson Facts. All right, Adam. Uh, Maximum Fun wants us to record like a promo to tell people that they should listen to The Greatest Generation. You want to do that? No, I am tired of all the extra work. I just wanted to talk about Star Trek with my friend. I, I think it, it would be good to like try and get some new listeners by appealing to the audiences of other shows. Like this, this will only take a minute or two. It could be good for us. We sit down for an hour every week and talk about a Star Trek episode and make a bunch of idiotic fart jokes about it. It's embarrassing. If it got out that we made this show, I think it would make us unemployable. Adam, I have bad news for you. We have tens of thousands of listeners at MaximumFun.org. Oh my god. I think I'm going to throw up. The Greatest Generation, a Star Trek podcast by a couple of guys who are a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org. I'm really going to be sick. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kell. And that's it. And that's enough. <laughs> Thank you. It's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock. Whoa! Oh! 
He had a 10-year WWE career that was cut short. He was a wrestling mastermind as a heel and a respected innovator of tables, ladders, and chairs. He's the R-rated superstar, Edge. And I have one thing. One thing that you can't fabricate, you can't fake, you can't force down someone's throat and tell them that you have unless you have it. And the way you know is you look someone dead in the eye. I have grit. <laughs> now that he's finally back, we're going to discuss the decade-long career of Edge. Just to start out, what are your first impressions of Edge? When do you remember, like, were you picking up on him? Was I born? Um, yeah. Yes. How old ha, How old are you? <laughs> are you having so kids? Old. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I uh, mean, uh, we're, like, I came back yes. into wrestling in 2000, so that was yes. when I became aware of That was, like, the be- like right before WrestleMania 2000, yeah. so that was my first exposure to him. Yes, and you, I was out then, so I didn't come back in until sort of mid-late 2000s. Okay. But then the 2010 return was really my sweet spot when I realized the mega horn for Edge and loved him yeah. more than anyone I'd ever known. And then I like went back and watched everything and I'm like, oh, but I love you. Yeah. But I love you. So I got the chance last weekend. I did two Q&As at Pensacon. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for Mike uh, to Mike and Steve for having me out. They always let me moderate the wrestler Q&As, which is so much fun. Very nice of them. I got to talk to Gangrel, who is like the nicest, sweetest guy He's a on the planet. I mean, even to the point of like, do you want me to wear the teeth? Should I take the teeth? Like, just really nice, very sweet, but obviously knows a lot about the business. And he was there to break edge in. Yeah. And even then, he he was someone who was always earmarked to be a star. Mm -hmm. He looked like a star. He worked well even in the Sexton Hardcastle days. And, you know, they gave him that that early <laughs> Sexton Hardcastle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fabulous name. And I, I just buy anyone. He will be the villain in my Drew McIntyre romance Yeah, novel. of course he is. <laughs> he lives by the Moors. Yes. In a, in a dank old cabin. Yeah. Then he brought Christian in. Mm-hmm. The two of them were a fantastic tag team together. Uh, he came in as Edge in 1996. And it took a while for him to sort of find his footing. Sometimes you have a guy... You know you want to use him, you don't know how mm-hmm. yet. And 96, that's like the- That was a wee bit. The pre-dawn of the Attitude Era. That's yep. the rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin. There was a shift between Old Guard and New Guard. Yep. And it wasn't until like 98, 99, where we got The Brood and him and Christian together as brothers. This is The Brood music. Wait for it, wait for it. Drop's coming. Just this on the loop. There it is. Oh, God, I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, wrestler vampire coming to your town. (laughs) Nice, some nice rock rap. Yeah. About to drop. (laughs) If somebody started rapping right here, it would be ruined. But just this is fine. This is really good. Two, three. My name is Gangrel, (laughs) and I'm here to say I spit up blood in a major way. I got the brothers. They're with me. They're a tag team. (laughs) When you look at the crops, they're definitely the cream. Anyway. You missed your calling. I have. You missed your calling. You could have been a rock rock, rock, rap vampire in 1998. Mike's not here to dissolve into ash. <laughs> so I have to. I have to pick up the slack. I think the rap would slack. Like it. Oh. That's the name of our collective. We're rap slack. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? God, I've got so many options for the name of the episode this week. Yeah. Now, oh, uh, so good. Edge and Christian, they're really their their introductory moment where they where they came to the floor was with the Hardy Brothers, with mm-hmm. whom they will always be discussed. Yes. Uh, in their their series of seven matches, I think it was. Was it? It was a yeah yeah because they, it was like a best of the the Terry Invitational Tournament yeah or Tit oh, uh, which ended oh, with a ladder match. Oh, that was a thing. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I know. Look at that sweet naive just, baby out there in the booth. I know. He benches a lot, but he's he does. he's not what he's not up on the terms. <laughs> uh, but that culminated with a ladder match. Who's going to have to no explain mercy? to him what TNA meant? Oh, no. <laughs> Let's not okay. do that. <laughs> Why? Did that mean something other than total nonstop action? No, no, not at all. It, okay. it really and didn't. Don't ask about really Prince Albert. for a second there. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> He's in charge of NXT. It's the wrestler that goes through your penis. <laughs> so, so they had some matches. They had a great ladder match with the Hardys at No Mercy in 1999. 
That led to the Dudley boys coming in and the three of them getting to feud that resulted in the triangle ladder match at WrestleMania 2000. Yes. Then the TLC was born, that that whole series. And I think they won every single one of those. Every they single did not goddamn lose. one. They're really good. That's yeah. actually, uh, honestly, a bold booking choice knowing how WWE works now, where you would think that like they would rotate the wins so that all of them had some shine. Yeah, but that's how they would do it now. They, yeah, they were pretty bold in saying, no, none of them lost their appeal, even though they lost those matches. It was just Edge and Christian. That was their trump card. It was, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. When Edge and Christian split, eventually they feuded over the Intercontinental title. At that point, Edge had already won King of the Ring. I believe he held every single possible title that he could, which included hardcore. I think he held the hardcore for like a second. He was the European champion, I think, for a brief moment. He was a multiple-time Intercontinental champion U.S. champion. Of my heart. Unified the, the European uh, yeah. and uh, Intercontinental Uni- Unified the secondary belts. Yeah. Obviously, they're making uh, building him into a star. Uh, he has his first neck surgery after becoming a big part of Paul Heyman's SmackDown, which includes the SmackDown 6. Which, if you're not familiar with that period of wrestling, that's Angle and Benoit as a team, the Guerreros as a team, and Edge and Rey Mysterio. Essentially trading off the tag titles, but the main event of that show, they couldn't have a bad match. Back when tag teams used to mean something in WWE. (laughs) Plus the uh, the early days days of John Cena were on that SmackDown. That's right. It was a hell of a, hell of a. He was also a rapper. He was a rapper. (laughs) He probably, they probably sampled that for him a few times. He could not be part of the rap slack collective no, he's too good well mike is part of it so i guess he could be really good we can only have one really good rapper i'm sorry we're not having john cena only one person with big, flow is allowed that big chain and i don't like it chain gang for life don't like it what don't like it makes me uncomfortable why because you think he'll like he'll jump i just and then feel the like it the means there's a bike out there somewhere that is not properly attached to a lamppost <laughs> i don't like it his razor scooter Feels is wrong. left yeah i mean i guess he's just riding birds now yeah. i don't know I don't like it. Wouldn't you love to see John Cena on a bird? Yes. Just on a city yes. street? Yes. But in a suit? <laughs> Speaking Mandarin? With two big shoulders. Yeah. Like far too large shoulders. Riding down Sunset. Heading to a cigar bar? <laughs> <laughs> the gentlemen go to the cigar room. Oh. Uh, anyway, this was his music. This is the Edge and Christian music. I, I like this music a lot. You think you know me, And they would come out through the crowd, too, remember? Yeah. The cameras would go all over the place. Except when they were heels, then they came down the ramp. Beginning of the five-second pose and everything. Yeah. It does sound like a lot of the music I was listening to at that time. Sure. It's just like what somebody would hear like in a movie when they're on like a drug trip or something, and they're just like, the lights are going everywhere around yeah. them. I mean... <laughs> Like, why listen to Stone Roses when you could listen to Edge and Christian's music? Have we already done a feature on Christian? No, we'll no, have to do that so. one. Can we, can we just get, Christian. since this is them splitting, can we get Christian's music from when he first... Lost me. Yeah. You had me, then you lost me. No, that would have been a lot of fun if they just leaned into the first part of it, but this just became every single, like... No, but like, then it would have just been so sad every yeah. like, time he came out. It's just like the WWE, like, video game menu music before they just do entrance yeah. music. Yeah. Uh, I'll see. It. I'm going to do uh, Hell in the Cell, six <laughs> people, no managers. Let's see. Uh, random. So I got Lita. I got Hornswoggle. Yeah. It's Lita, uh, Hornswoggle, The Big Show, Mojo Great Kali, okay. Mojo Raleigh, and Evan Bourne. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Start. Anyway, things stopped being polite and started getting real when Edge's relationship, real-life relationship... Uh, with Lita, who was at the time with Matt Hardy. And he was married to a lady. And he was married to uh, to Valvinus's sister, Alana. Alana Morley would be her actual name. And that is everything I know about wrestling. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, but that, that probably generated the most heat for Impossible. It also led to the... The highest rated, is it still the highest rated Raw segment ever, the sex sex show? I don't 
I don't think it was higher rated than um, than the than Rock and Sock. This is your life, but it was. I think it, it was, was like a five rating. It was a. He was actually married video. to his second wife at this point. Oh, Sorry, I had already... to check the internet. Oh, okay, he's <laughs> he actually wife. already cheated on Alana Morley with Lisa Ortiz. Well, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, well, I mean I'm not saying his personal life is without um, question. Sometimes how you get into a relationship is how you get out of it. <laughs> I mean, what I've learned, if I've learned anything from mm-hmm. friends, is once a cheater. Always a cheater. There you go. Uh, well, hopefully so, you know. now. Well, not now. I will not speak of it because I would, we would season. all hunt him down and kill him. Yeah. Uh, but please continue. We would only get the remains. But I, I, I feel like I feel like we just skimmed right by this. But yes, people who just started watching wrestling very quickly. Yes, there was in fact an Edge and Lita live sex celebration. We talked about this the other Raw. week, and I refused to accept yeah. it. Then I refuse to accept it now. I still can't believe it happened. They put a big bed in the middle of the ring, and they had them boink, and it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Because the rated R superstar wanted to celebrate his way with live, unbridled, torrid, mad, passionate sex live right here on Raw. Lita's actually said she was not comfortable with it, but no, of course not. Oh, can you imagine? Imagine, like, oh, you're a grown woman. Would you like to get fucked on television uh, for all the trolls to just watch forever and ever and ever? Uh, I don't know. Like, cool. Okay, see you out there. No. What a shock. Super surprised. At this time, though, Edge does have his first world title, which he got by cashing in on John Cena. He had multiple world titles after that and was a main event fixture for years. And this individual is cashing in... His money and the bank privilege that he earned at WrestleMania. The WWE Championship match will take place right here, right now. John Cena defends against Edge. Edge will spear John Cena over and over again if he has to. And again. What are some highlights that you think of for Edge, some moments of his? I just really enjoyed him. It was just one of those characters that when I came back and I was watching it very casually, it was just when I first moved to America and right before I moved to America, I started watching again yeah. and it was on. So I was like, yay, wrestling. Um, but he was always someone that would catch my eye. If I was just watching it while other stuff was on, he would be one of the people that the second his music hits, it's got my attention. But obviously, I mean, the biggest, biggest thing for me was when he retired, when he had to retire. After beating Alberto yeah. Del Rio, and he retired like, as, as, he was world heavyweight champion. He was world champion. heavyweight champion. Yeah. And um, I loved that. I did enjoy that feud with Del Rio. Again, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed Del Rio as a performer. I always thought he was such a strong character. He gave you so much to work with and work against. And I really loved that feud. And then when he came out to Raw, when Edge came out to Raw and had to explained that he was leaving i lost my shit like i sat on the couch in brooklyn sobbing like actually hysterical ugly crying with him right because when that bottom lip started to go and he couldn't hold it together i was like oh my god (laughs) oh my god it was heartbreaking last little while i've been in uh, a lot of pain i uh i've been losing feeling in my arms um, so uh, I, I, I passed uh, strength tests and all of those things and I, I made it through Wrestlemania but uh, the WWE wanted me to go get more tests and thankfully I did um, because the MRI showed that uh, that I have to retire and as much as his career and his wrestling and something I've always loved and enjoyed that genuinely as someone who had not been watching him for that long that was when I was just like oh my god like this man cares about it so much and my favorite wrestlers are the wrestlers that care about it so much that it shines through and you can see it yeah I I want to call out a time earlier in his career there was a point where once you were a single star to really get you over as tough you had to wrestle Mick Foley yes that Triple H did it Edge did it, and Randy Orton did it. He he helped make those three guys single stars and tough and give them a no pun intended edge to them. So they had a match uh, with Edge and Mick Foley where he put Mick Foley through a flaming table. My God, Mick Foley's flesh may be seared!
such a tough match. Everybody's bleeding. Just like craziness. But why not set a table on fire? But why not set a table? Because that's Mick Foley. That's what he does. He yep. sets tables on fire. That's like his. <laughs> Sometimes tables just spontaneously combust around him. I mean, him. it's happened to the best of us, hasn't it? Let's be yeah. real. That's what he, he blows out a table on his birthday. <laughs> a lot of people Love know that. Love capacity on that man. Yeah. This this match happened at uh, WrestleMania 20, 22, I want to say. Maybe mm-hmm. tw- 22 or 23. One of those two. It's such a great match from beginning to end. It's like a hardcore match with like a lot of like like cerebral parts to it. Like if I remember at the beginning, Mick Foley came out like in a black uh, flannel, and I was like thinking, oh, that's kind of weird. Normally he wears red, and then Edge within like the first three minutes of the match goes to spear him, and Edge freaks out like he's really hurt, and everybody's like, wait, what the hell? Mick Foley takes off the black flannel, and he had barbed wire wrapped around his waist, waiting for Edge to do that. So, so it was good. just yeah. so many great little things like that that were just so wonderful. It's not just throwing out the toys and hitting each other. It's no. great stuff that culminates in that great spot. Well, I think that's what Edge was he's so yeah. good at. One of the things he is so incredibly good at is that combination of being a very cerebral wrestler, of knowing the storyline, the planning, the intellectualness of it. And he talks, you know, he talks like he's a smart wrestler. You know, you know he's a smart wrestler. He's yeah. not pretending to be a dumb blunt object but he's also incredibly good at the hardcore stuff and to balance those two things i think is really hard i think now you're either the smart sneaky wrestler or you're the blunt object and he was able to perform in like like you say a lot of matches tls i mean he created tlc but to do yep. all that crazy hardcore stuff but then also be known for being a, an intellectual wrestler as well yeah that's a delicate balance that does not come along very often. No, when when you're a guy who can deliver spears off of ladders and win a hardcore match with McFoley, but then also have have one of you might argue the best, if not one of the best uh, Undertaker streak matches. Yes, oh of my all. god, yeah. That's that's a guy that who does a lot, and sort of the scouting report on him and the story on him has always seemed to be that he's got an incredible mind for the business, is super mm-hmm. passionate, always talking about it, always thinking about it. The kind of guy who. If you're doing a match with him, you know what's going to be happening. You know you, you know where you're going and the story you're telling coming yeah. in. And he's got a lot of ideas and he's willing to fight for them. I'll just say as a kid who came up at the time when Edge was still kind of like at his, like at his prime, I would say, we're saying a lot of great things about him. But when you boil a lot of it down, he was such an asshole of a character. He was so terrible. Like yeah. he would just like revel in how in just being a terrible human being in that hot. ring. There so was hot. just nothing good, nothing redeeming about him. He would take every shortcut, just every opportunity to take the easy way out. It was like there was no sense of remorse. There was no was, sense yeah. of honor. It was just, yeah, whatever. He was very much it. a, you know, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. You know, it's like yeah. whatever it takes, whatever it takes to win, which is like that total like scurrilous, terrible Behavior, you know, that's very appealing because it's yeah. not just like, oh, Bad I'm boy. just, I'm just an asshole that cheats. It's like I'm gonna fucking win, whatever it takes to win. And I don't care what it takes to win. I'm gonna win. Yeah, and that is, you know, it's hot. To quote Paris Hilton, to show my age, that's hot. As a guy uh, who was a big John Cena fan, I just like I, John Cena was my hero, and I just loved seeing. I don't know if John Cena would have gotten to the heights that he did without having a bad guy like Edge to work off of. Yeah, you can go back and just watch Edge go to John Cena's childhood home and slap his dad around. Yeah, that's right. Beat up John Cena Jr. <laughs> just the thought of that is really making me chuckle. Oh, but wait, there's Mr. Cena right there, and he's telling me what a huge fan he is of me. And I said, you know what? Thank you very much. But I had to tell him that at SummerSlam, I'm going to beat his son one, two, three, and he can put a picture of that up on the wall. One horse town once again. Okay? But don't worry, we're leaving. Yeah, we're about Bye. to leave here. Oh! Oh, my God. oh that had to hurt. <sighs> It's so great. Uh, it's amazing. It's dad abuse. And now I'm imagining John on his bird scooter in his yeah. suit trying to get I'm to coming, the I'm coming, Dad. <laughs> on the speakerphone. I'm coming. <laughs> it only goes 20 miles an hour. <laughs> it's no um, You know what else was great? What? His podcast. Yes. The Edge and Christian Pod of Awesomeness. Yes. And even the Edge and Christian totally, this show totally reeks of awesomeness. Yes. Super fun. He's entertaining. I have 
no issues. I mean, apart from the philandering, which, you know, whatever. We've all got issues. Um, like, I he made a lot of mistakes when he was mistakes. younger. Yes. But he seems to have turned into a spectacular dad Ugh. and husband. Lucky Ruby and Lyric. That's all I have to say. Yeah. They just seem like a- I fucking love that family. They seem like a wonderful family. Give and them, I, give I them the Miz and Mrs. treatment, please. Yeah. Although don't. Also let them live their beautiful lives. And how wonderful- that this past January, that they both got to compete so amazing. in Royal Rumbles together. I loved it. <clears throat> I want to I wanna take us out before we give our, our final sort of thoughts on Edge. I j- can we just play his surprise entrance in this year's Royal Rumble? Because the, the 2010 return was a big deal because he wasn't supposed to yeah. be back yet. But this was like, oh, this was the moment guessed. I just never expected him to come back. I just didn't even think about it. No. I know there, I know there were reports out there that like, oh, he's trying to get to cleared die. or whatever. But yeah, he just seemed like the guy who medically he can never do this again, and yeah. he's okay with that, and he's found a way to contribute. It really was magic, though. Like, and if you just like, I love the crowd too in this. We'll hear it right now. Yeah, Here, here's that. One. Who's it gonna be? <laughs> You think you know me? No, no way. I mean, that's Hardy's oh, Hardy. coming back at Mania level. You gotta be kidding me. And if you just watch the faces of the people in the crowd, because I think everybody hoped for it. I mean, I saw my own face in my own home. So, yeah. I mean, if it looked like that. I definitely cried when this happened. Yeah. Definitely While cried. Jeff sat going, who's that? Who's that? Ah. What, what, are you okay? What's wrong? Who's that? And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was kind of like at a point where like we were at like, oh, he came out at number 21. So we were like kind yeah, of settled in into the, like, the, yeah, we, I, we were like, okay, like, all right, what's the next hook of the this rumble going to be? And then, oh, my it's God, edge. so good. Yeah. And then Feels the camera like people fucked minutes. up the spear. Fucked up the spear, camera people. Come yeah, on now. Yeah, they did, but it's fine. But it's okay. So all of that has led to a a, a collision course with Randy Orton for WrestleMania. He's becoming the hottest baby face in <sighs> sure. wrestling without Yay. even showing up on I TV. I know, by his wife taking an RKO. <laughs> she should have murdered him. She should have actually murdered him. Oh, shit. He'll get a glance slam at I WrestleMania can't wait. for I sure. I can't wait. What are your hopes for this run? Do you want just one match at WrestleMania? I mean, let's assume the health is not an issue. Assuming health is not an issue. Do you want him back for more matches? I do and I don't because I am i don't feel like he's going to be a full-timer because, uh, right. you know, he has other stuff on. And I am generally, broadly, largely speaking, anti-part-timer. Okay. Um, but I love him. <laughs> and it's not just because, like, I super love it. Like, uh, I really love him. So I'm down to see you in interesting angles here and there. I don't think I want to see you in any kind of belt contention. Unless it's maybe a tag. I get that. I could see you take a tag for a hot minute. I just want him to feel like he went out on his terms because it's yes. taken away from him. But also, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing him with a title only for the purposes of him putting somebody else over. Him losing to Orton at WrestleMania doesn't do anything for I'm for very Orton. hopeful that that won't happen. I just wonder who would be the guy that he would they would have him. him anoint. And I would say Shorty G. <laughs> if you've got any I thoughts. I ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> if you've got any thoughts on Edge or favorite moments from his career, connect or, with us. Or Shorty G. Or Shorty G. If you have any Shorty G uh, fanfic you've been writing, we definitely want to hear Get that. Get out of my house! <laughs> Stop looking at my computer! I knew that was what you were working on. I keep saying it's Drew McIntyre, but it's not. <laughs> Shorty G. I love him. I'm writing a middle grade uh, series in which he's a detective. <laughs> but he, uh, does it start with him cutting the sleeve off a t-shirt to use as a headband? <laughs> yes. Every okay. episode. I'm interested. Every book. If you've got any thoughts on Edge or Shorty G or fanfic... Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now Discord via the links in our show notes and tell us how you're feeling. We're concerned about you. This is a wellness check. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. You're listening to Tights and Fights. Mission Control, this is Rocket Ship One. Come in, Mission Control. This is Mission Control. Go ahead. We have incoming, and it looks big. Can you identify? It looks like some sort of Pledge drive. Affirmative. It's Max Fun Drive. That's a verified Max Fun Drive. Countdown to Max Fun Drive is initiated. Can you project a time to intercept? Based on the current trajectory, Max Fun Drive will be here from March 16 to March 27. March 16 to March 27. Roger. 
Rocket Ship One, can you confirm a visual on common Max Fun Drive phenomena, such as the best episodes of the year, bonus content, and special gifts for new and upgrading monthly members? We have a visual. Great episodes, bonus content, premium gifts confirmed, and more. It sure sounds quiet down there. Mission Control, what's your status? All systems go, Rocket Ship One. Just catching up on our favorite Max Fun shows so we can tune into Max Fun Drive episodes between March 16 and March 27. Over and out. <laughs> Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. This week we are ending the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Lindsay, what do you want to put over? So many things. Um, Two things, but they're both very short. I was going to okay. put over the tag team match at Revolution, and I was going to put over the cage match at NXT, and then I'm like, no, we all know these things were great. We've all seen them. You don't need to be reminded. So um, on behalf of Danielle Radford, I would like to draw attention to Sami Zayn's tweet that he has only just realized that Cindy Lauper is not in the Hall of Fame and must be entered immediately. <laughs> uh, and Danielle had asked whose turn it was to yell about this on her behalf uh, in this episode. It is, in fact, my turn. Okay. I'll Put Cindy Lauper in the Hall of Fame, for fuck's sake! I don't know if Sammy is going to be her greatest advocate because I don't feel like Sammy has a lot of sway at the Fed. Nope. But, you know, still... Put Cindy Lauper in the Hall of Fame. And then, yeah, wrestling tangential, I'm absolutely going to put over Elizabeth Warren's dog, Bailey. Yes. Who, if you haven't seen the video on Twitter, firstly, just go and open Twitter. <laughs> you will see Bailey is all of us eating uh, Bailey's feelings by stealing a burrito at Warren headquarters. Yeah. With three people trying three to pull Three people her trying to get that burrito out that dog's mouth and yeah. like, let that burrito go. That burrito's gone. Yeah. And it's under a big poster that says, like, fight hard and dream big. And it's, like, so perfect. <laughs> Bailey is all of of us in this election cycle eating that burrito also preparing for wrestlemania yeah you've taken so much from bailey you don't don't take yeah, the burrito. don't take the burrito also who wants it now like, yeah. let bailey have it by the way that's my new children's book bailey's got a burrito <laughs> and that is gonna be out in the fall oh, that's not even funny because i know several people in children's publishing who are in- inevitably pitching that right this second well they know my number no they don't <laughs> julian I just really want to put over another Edge moment because, my, like I said, my favorite rivalry as a kid was Edge versus John Cena and that I loved watching John Cena beat up Edge. It always led to some really, really creative ways that they would do it because it rarely ever happened in the ring. It always happened somehow they would fight in the crowd. One time Edge, or John Cena threw Edge into the Long Island Sound and Edge actually in real life got sick because he was only wearing tights it's, at the it's time. It's dirty mm. in there. Yeah. yeah. But one of my other favorite ones was this one where he surprised Edge and Lita when they were inside of a uh, inside of a hotel room and because they were sitting out raw and they were like, well, I'm, not, I'm not going there. I'm the champ is just staying out here. And, and it was pretty great. So here it is. Or look through the little thing. If there's a camera in the room, you can the Somebody call the cops! You want to be the champ? You gotta eat, you gotta think your face! You gotta eat the cops! It's good for it. Don't forget your Steaks are pretty good. Get Wanna be the champ? Wanna parade around? Like the rated R superstar, huh? Huh? I got you rated R, you son of a Come on! And that was it. Such a great rivalry. I hope that they have like a playlist for it on the network or something, or I'm sure you could just find it on YouTube. So, was that the so live great. sex show? Yeah. <laughs> that they were having a celebration? That was, that was the live sex celebration. Ba. The ba. champ is here. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you mentioned the Long Island Sound, so I want to put over a second thing, which is the movie Brooklyn, which I finally saw oh, for the for the first Saoirse time. Ronan? With Saoirse Ronan. Great Just book. a great, uh, great it's based on a book, great book, great movie. I cried four times. Uh, but what I want to put over is uh, Johnny Gargano's interview with Marlon Ronaldo. <laughs> now, some people in this booth are not a huge fan of it. Some oh. of us thought, this is some good heel work from Johnny Gargano. I'm interested, and I found it compelling. I'm pleased. 
Here's I want that for you. Here's a clip of it. It's not about what I think. People want to know why the sneak attacks. Sneak attacks? What sneak attacks, huh? The, you attacked Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver Portland. You ambushed him. I looked him that man in the eyes, okay? I looked that man dead in the eyes, and I saw what I needed to see. Eyes. And I did what I had to do. You think that was a sneak attack? I was wearing a powdered blue sports coat. <laughs> Johnny, I, I appreciate your... The defense rests. <laughs> oh, he was very... I, I mentioned it at the time. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. If, if, is it a sneak attack if you're wearing a, defense, a, a powdered blue sports coat? You can't. It's the most detectable color. <laughs> On the spectrum. The yeah. whole one. But he didn't answer any questions. I'm just literally watching it as a journalist. And I'm like, he did not answer any questions. Moro failed in his role as a journalist to get a yeah. single answer to a single one of his questions. I actually came away with more questions. You need a Frost Nixon where you sit down with yes. Gargano for three, three uh, yes, separate bring in, bring in Michael... Sheen? Uh, Sheen. I was going to say Shannon. That's the wrong one. But either. Yeah, Michael Shannon. Bring them all in. I'm saying that when Johnny Wrestling does it, that means it's not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. What more could you want? This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk along with me, Hal Lublin. The Max Fun Drive is coming. Not only it's can coming, you support. It's coming. It's coming. We're going to tell you why you should support this fine podcast during that, but you can also support my other podcast. We got this with Mark and Hal. Also on the Max Fun Network. Not on the network, Good Morning Night Vale, but also give that a listen. And book me on Cameo, cameo.com. <laughs> I'm Hal Lovelet on there. You can look me up. I'll do your messages to you and for you. Uh, several satisfied customers. Lindsay? <laughs> I have two satisfied customers on Cameo, so I guess... Don't bother. Although in related cameo news, for any listeners who are fans of Love is Blind, this is very exciting. I was at dinner with a friend the other night. I'm only an episode and a half in. Don't I won't it. spoil anything. I was at dinner with a friend. We were bonding over our shared love of Love is Blind, which yeah. I hard recommend for wrestling fans because I really feel like it's adjacent in its storytelling. I love that. Um, oh, my God. We went on Cameo to see which of the Love is Blind crew is on Cameo. Barnett is on there. So we're immediately like, we're going to get a Cameo from Barnett. Oh, Has no. not responded to our request in a timely Whoa. fashion. And then when we left, a couple of martinis in, it was a fancy dinner, uh, I went onto Instagram Giannina was in Musso and Franks at the same time. Whoa! So the whole time we were trying to get Barnett to send us a cameo, we could have gone to the next table and been like, what's up, Giannina? For less than $45.99. Damn. Uh, but yeah, that was very exciting to me to be in the same room as a child that went on a reality show to marry someone. Huge. But yeah, I would like to put over Love is Blind and my books, please. And yeah. uh, full coverage. It's a podcast about beauty. It's really good. Check it out. That's right. Check it out. Our producer, Julian Burrell, wants to remind you to wash those hands. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much. In particular, special thank you to the Maximum Fun members who make this show possible, a portion of their recurring monthly contribution. It's coming to us, keeping the lights on while we're here. And hey, while you're at it, buy our t-shirt. Wondering what it looks like? I'm wearing it in the He's picture. He's wearing it right now. You silly billies. We'll be back next week for even more wrestling. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.